Hi, I'm Maisie Williams, and you're listening to First Time Thrones. to the Dragon episode 2 review here. And if you're here to tell me to put pants on, don't bother. I'm joined by Jack Higgins. Jack, how are you? Um, pretty good, mate, yeah. yeah. I'm currently being pumped by my solution to the hound, and I didn't realise it was down. Oh, wait. <laughs> oh, dearie. He's too busy looking at the screen. Wasn't paying attention to him. Yeah, and he's just no having that. We Boba. Boba is... No. He probably heard all this shit Scott McFarlane talked about him. And the, the reviews of his show, I was just <laughs> like, <laughs> I thought you were actually talking about my dog, and I was like, what has Scott been saying? What has Scott been saying? Yeah. Fucking, oh God, no, Scott. No. I miss his brand of fucking misery on oh, this programme. Scott, come back soon. I'll get, get you back in. <laughs> uh, we're here talking about episode two, House of the Dragon, just as enjoyable as episode one. Yeah. Um, I felt it was a little bit slower, but also... Again, given us that, give us the give us the meat and the bone. Oh, Boba is going to be a nightmare, I think, for this one. He, he <laughs> attack me. Um, but yeah, um, I think it was very much the same kind of setting the scene um, for the most part. But obviously, the first episode we got a proper introduction um, to to what was happening. So it was always going to it was always going to kind of take charge a wee bit. But um, like most of the throne stuff, it, like I said, it sets the scene, it sets up for what we are probably going to expect and who's going to be pointing the fingers. Um, and I love the Corliss's role in this now that he's kind of coming into things. Um, we'll obviously get into it. But um, he was one that I had paid down for being a very interesting character and obviously going to start butting heads with people. Um, but, you know, getting... Uh, Getting his introduction and his proposal in early doors was quite interesting yeah. because um, I've been trying not to look at the um, what you call it the family tree and stuff. I think we were aye. saying that last episode that we were going to kind of stay away from that. So, um, aye, yeah, good. Yeah, like Carlos, it brings up some good points. The opening scene of the episode, um, to me, comes across as a bit of a money dick. Uh, it's my point of view. I get, oh mate, your ships are burning. Maybe, maybe I would be part of the problem with this one council. But I was kind of like, I can cry me a fucking river, mate. He's going at me, he's complaining, obviously, in reference to the triarchy. It's the alliance, it's the three cities of Miris, Lys, and Tirosh uh, that we're talking about. Um, and we also, while he's complaining about this, we get to what this small council meeting did in a wee bit. The first thing we see in this episode, and indeed ends the episode, is the we're going to see a bit of the crab feeder, who's going to be this sort of villain who's on the horizon for the season. He seems to be leading up the fleet of this uh, triarchy. Folk basically getting tortured with crabs eating them. Like this is this is a really bad case of crabs that. That this guy is well, exactly. So that's why it's funny how we have different views on Coralus and and you know what he, what his role is going to be because he's he has a very serious threat. Like it's in his lands, and 
he makes a good case for it being like the main sort of shipping lane and like there's just men and boats getting sunk like that's a, a fair nice. um a fair reason to kind of bring to council like a or you know to be a bit aggrieved that he's not getting the support but um i do get that he is he's a bit money but again i think that's it i think that's i'm not saying he's wrong case. i just uh, don't think he's uh he, he puts it across a bit whiny you know what I mean? I'm part of the problem here with him. You know what I mean? People should be listening to him. He is chicken little saying the sky is falling and no one is exactly. batting an eye. You know what I mean? But like, <laughs> no one... If this crab feeder becomes uh, a serious threat to the throne, then, uh, not to the throne, but I suppose to the, just to the, the keep itself. Um, to the realm. To the realm. And no, so it's... Varus would be fuming. Varus uh, would be fuming. <laughs> if, if it's Varus, fucking... Uh, putting this case forward then you'd be all for it but no 100% but Varys put it forward in such a way you know what I mean it didn't seem like he was pure flapping about you know Varys was always in control he had his he's wee, like, mate, his wee hands buried under these robes I've got your ships and they're getting sunk and these people are getting fed to crabs you I've got a serious this like when, when two people are telling the same story and one of them likes the person that they're talking about and changes the, the tone of voice they use. That is not how he said it. He said it, he was like, they're sinking my ships. You're like, it's a, it's a disaster. <laughs> <laughs> no, these are men of the, the these are your ships, these are the king's ships. Well, the king said he's doing something about it. He's like, he's like listen to that. He's like, get this, guys. I'm sending an envoy across like, to negotiate. He's like, he's like, it's all under control. And Corpus is just doing his best all under room. That's not good enough. And <laughs> Renera basically says, why don't I take a dragon to go and solve the problem? And everyone in the council is just like, like women <laughs> go away. Like, yeah. What did you think? Like, should she have just taken a dragon across to the to the free I, cities? I don't see why not. I mean, like they they have dragon riders for a reason, and if they're not bothered about them being female or anything like that, then just fucking go for it. I mean, of course she has the air, but like, yeah, I, I, they need a bit of balls. They need a bit of balls in this. They got to do things like this. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I feel like in the days that, to come with the rebellion and things like that like you know you had kings actually all there on the battlefront and and you know with right. their sons and the hammers you know i mean <laughs> even the even the, the daughters even the, the female heirs like that do obviously become into fruition you know like yeah. they they're well, fighting they, you know a lot of them are usually fighting so the fact that they're so precious about the uh, renera doing something annoys me especially because she clearly wants to be in the thick of it, especially when she wasn't in the pecking order, she was quite happy to be in the thick of it. So, if oh. an heir is to come, I, I don't really think she'll be that disappointed as much as she wants to change the world, clearly. Aye, and then the series is kind of like it seems like a demotion, where he's like, Oh, go and choose the next king card, as if that isn't an important task. <laughs> like, like, go and choose the next protector of me, <laughs> like the guy who's going to, yeah, you know what I mean? As if that's Especially with all the intrigue that's going on, like, you would it could be literally one fucking wrong decision, yeah, and you could end up with a, a kingslayer, you know. Oh, it's all. Which is interesting because uh, the Lannisters 
Maybe coming, it could be coming. A coup, are you? The proud lord said. Um, but and, and, it may, and it'll be interesting again where, where Corliss's role becomes in that as well because mm. he's the wealthiest right now. Uh, it would seem, or that he certainly has, yeah, most asset um, to play with, and I think that's why he's so important. So he's well, like just coming in in this coin from High Rock, you know. He's like it. He's like if the Tyrells were from um, the Iron Islands. That's basically the vibe I get uh, from Corliss right now. Um, yeah. Like, rich, like, sort of prideful. Looks like they eat a lot of fruit where they're from, but also he has ships. That's, that's basically <laughs> what, I'm, what I'm getting. That is Driftmark. That is Driftmark, yes. <laughs> she get me to run the fucking tourist industry. But uh, Renata goes over. Well, Hightower's telling her, he seems to, he's the man of politics in this show. He's like, listen, you choose him, it's good because it's like a wee thing, keeps them sweet and stuff like that. And she basically cuts right to the chase and she's like, so who has combat experience? And it's Kristen Cole, funnily enough. Uh, the guy we saw last week, that she yep. kind of seems to fancy, you know, and there seems to be a wee thing going on there. Um, but yeah, this Kristen Cole character, like New Kingsguard, how's he going to factor in, do you think? Don't know, I quite like him, quite like the actor, he's a good looking guy. He fits the bill for handsome knight who comes out of nowhere and mm. is class. It's, you know, like I said about the tourney, it's a bit of a kind of knight's tale situation yeah. where he's like quite common born and just um, gets thrown in the mixer. And the fact that his name's even there on the ballot, I think, uh, is yeah. credit to him. I think, I don't know if that's just purely because I won that tourney, fuck knows, but uh, <laughs> you've got the fucking Malisters and whatever that are just getting shot down left, right and centre, and you're like, yeah, I'll have a bit of him, thanks very much. Who's, who um, was, there was a couple of names in there. Um, what was the name of the guy who Jon Snow didn't like at the wall? Um, his surname came up today. It might have been Malister. Um but I can't even mind his name. I'm trying to was... Aye, we'll figure we'll figure it out. But there was a couple of, like Game of Thrones names popping up in there. Aye, some good sort of, there. Aye, some good references for us. And I was like, oh that's that's pretty cool. Um then we get um the, the King's Hand in Marriage is the sort of next thing uh, that's on the agenda. And we see that Rhaenys, the queen that never was. Um, and Lord Corliss, they take the cities to the garden. He's like, hey, man, sorry, I'm no, you know, going to war over your ships. And they're like, no, no, it's fine, it's fine. Um, but you need to take a wife, and we suggest our daughter. And then <laughs> it's a 12-year-old lassie. Now, I get where this is set, but Viserys' reaction and the reaction of others, like, makes us think, like, this was, this was not... I do not like these two. <laughs> this is the point I'm trying to get. <laughs> they, they it's just them. Game of Thrones, man. Like, no, you know, it's, it's exactly what it is. It's no man. Like, it's not. Like, it's certainly not great. Um, but for like for the Game of Thrones world, like it's not. It's like not ghastly right now. Do you know what I mean? Especially <sighs> for it to be just a a wife. You know, like yeah. for the terms of having an ear, you know what I mean? Again, it comes back to this, like, this sick world that used to be, you know what I mean? So it's like... No, I, I, I get what you're saying in the story and the world of the story and stuff like that, but I'm just like, no. Like, you should have seen me when it came up and saw it. I was like, no, child, no, the series, no, this is not right. This should not happen. Let's not do it. But there are other <laughs> young girls wanting to marry kings because Alison is... You see the relationship with her and King Viserys sort of developing, 
and we get one of the best sort of like drama scenes of the show up to this point is Renera and Alison and they're talking about their dead mums talking about Renera's um, relationship with her dad right now it's a really sort of real touching moment between these two friends great acting from these two young actresses and actually I'm going to miss them uh, when we get the time job yeah I mean they've done alright so far I think they actually probably should have been given more screen time to be honest I think um, it's, it's not really enough for you to judge them all that well I don't think because I yeah. At times, I, I, you know, I wanted to get into the character, but it's, it's really hard when you've you've not like been a completely new character, completely new actor. It's it's difficult. So, I think I'm interested to see the the next lead and how they can carry the show because right now it is about those characters that we're being exposed to. So, yeah, um, for Renata, surely, you know, I think she's done pretty well, the younger actress. So. Yeah. You're like wanting it to continue, you know. It'd be very interesting if it was done differently, or you know what I mean. So I hope yeah. I hope they packed it up pretty well, and I'm interested yeah. to see her um, her choice and the thing because you know, like I said, we've we've had this sort of rally cry for her, you know, to be in battle and to be a dragon rider, yeah, with a bit of a no fucks given sort of attitude and getting thrown into the. Mercedes for air, I think, threw it off a bit, and then and then she started to think maybe the politics is where she wants to be. It's just that I think she's going through a strange, you know, time mm. where she doesn't really know where she fits in. Um, yes. But it would be interesting, I think, if she chose the the battle route um, well, and going out there on the dragon. Fucking well, we'll talk we we'll talk about that later. That is the the piece that is a stones of this episode. It's fucking class, but. The other thing was, we've talked so much about how this show is the talking and all that, right? See this scene between Renera and Renus. I will put this up there with, like, Chaos is a Ladder. When you mm. play the Game of Thrones, you win or die. Power is power. Like, I've named two Cersei speeches in there, like, because yep. that's the vibes I'm getting. Like, they come in and Renus is like, oh, does it bother you? Um, and, like, she's like, well, obviously, kind of. Like, and then she's like, he will produce heirs and boy heirs, and it's the not order of things that men take on the Iron Throne. Renera's like, well, I'll make a new order, and it's very mm-hmm. Daenerys over. Like, I'm just like, well, that's that Daenerys done. Yeah, that's what she says. And then Renus comes out with, like, the line that should be clipped for when they nominate this actress for the Emmys or something like that. She's like, men would sooner put the realm to the torch than mm-hmm. see a woman ascend the Iron Throne, and your father is no fool. Like, what a scene between these two, man. This is peak thrones. Yeah, again, like, other than trying to marry off her 12-year-old daughter, I, I like them. Like, they, they are just interesting and, uh, like, the pair of them, I think their family holds good influence and I guess I'm kind of falling into a Stannis category again here. This is your Stannis. They are your Stannis, man. Yeah, like I'm kind of rooting for them even though they're fucking, like, horrible. Like, I don't know. Um... Maybe I get, not as bad. I get, not I get bad. You, you, you <laughs> made me change my mind. Stannis yeah. killed babies and you still like, liked him. That was on you, right? That is not it on me. Stannis. It wasn't Stannis. <laughs> I liked. It was Stannis' claim that was true. That's all I said. I liked the Baratheons, though. Yeah. Oh, well. It's like all houses, they're all fucking disgusting <laughs> and horrible. <laughs> but they also have some good people in the house and they like to root for them. You know? I, I, I think this told us a lot about these two characters. Renera, at this point in her story, 
is very, like I said, very Daenerys, very hopeful. I can make change. I will be the beacon of change. I'm going to make it happen. Very mm-hmm. confident. And Rhaenys is sort of just, like, bitter, I think, is the word, because she had this opportunity. That could have been her. She probably sees a lot of herself in Renera. She was probably like that once upon a mm-hmm. time. And yeah. now and now she's just, like, beaten down sort of by the world around her. And it's like, no, no, you fool. Like, this is not the reality you're going to play. And I just think that, like, I, I don't like that about her. Like, she could support Renera. She could support her in a better way that's sort of better than this and be more helpful rather than just, like, you're a fucking idiot. You know what I mean? Do you get what I'm saying? <laughs> that is just, again, it's just the, the game that they play into it. Like, mm. in this world, like, there's not enough of an allegiance or loyalty to anyone yeah like there's always an intrigue element to it so like you're not going to go up and just completely support the person or you know what I mean so there'll be a an, an interesting clash now anyway because we yeah. know who he goes to wed um mm. but i don't know i thought Renice's statement was again that was the truth and i think she's starting to try and play a game here where she's obviously been reasonably quiet because like since yeah. since the she was denied the throne she's sort of still been there you know hanging about mm-hmm. but yeah slowly playing the game so this is why i'm feeling you know there's something else coming in yeah. where she, she's she's going to use us oh you know her weapon is the words and like uh, like cersei was you said the parallels to cersei mm-hmm. i think you're right with that um, Parallels to Stannis, as you pointed out as well. She's like, to me, she's like Stannis, Elena Tyrell, and uh, Cersei all sort of rolled into one. You know what I mean? Mm. She has, she has the sort of like <laughs> deadpanness of Stannis combined oh, with the sort so of am- ambition of um, Cersei combined with the, like the razor sharp wit of the Queen of Thorns. You know what I mean? That's that's kind of what I'm getting from her. It's like a mishmash between the between the three there. The king's still sick. The king is still very ill. Right, what's happening now? Because he had it on his back and now it's like just on his hand. So, and you love the maesters. Pretty cool. Treating them like maggots. Just bowl of maggots to remove the rot. I'm like, by the way, much better than Pycelle. Much better, much better than Pycelle. Pycelle was doing fuck all. He's like lying about having a sore back. This guy's coming in with like medical fucking ideas everywhere. You know what I mean? I'm just like loving him, but this obviously will need I think it'll play into something because he talked about it came from the Iron Throne the first time with the back and we saw him cut his hand when he was talking to Damon in episode one yeah so now it seems to be that this disease is coming from the Iron Throne and I saw people online talking about how it's like or maybe it's the idea that power corrupts and it's a metaphor for something Mm. but maybe maybe there's something else going on I don't know what what do you think I mean yeah you could probably pull many metaphors and shit from that but yeah at the end of the day I think there must be a either you could have Damon fucking um maybe was on the throne himself in the throne room yeah you know could be some poisoning going on or mm, you know don't, I mean? don't know if it's I don't know if it's his style I don't know if it's his I don't style. know he's giving me low-key vibes I feel ah. like there's something like that going on. Uh, but nah I just mean they're just starting to point fingers play a bit of Cluedo but yeah, he was there, um, hanging about. Yeah, but of course there also could be some something to do with the the iron itself. I think it's made of actual steel, but it's funny. Can uh, it slightly redesigned from the one we later see? 
Now, that could yeah. just be they've decided to redesign it for the show to make it, you know, a slightly different look. Or my prediction is we are going to see that Iron Throne, like, discarded because they realise, like, oh, my God, like, these are actual swords that were used in battle and that is the blood of dead people and that probably will carry disease with it. Uh, so that's my that's my big prediction is that no one's actually done the poisoning it's just that the throne itself is fucked because they've actually no, like yeah. instead of it, there's an idea there I think that's interesting to play with like if I was in the writer's room came up with that idea what I'd be thinking is there's something with the idea of a myth versus reality mm-hmm. and like it, the idea of the Iron Throne being built on the swords of enemies is more powerful than it actually being built on the, on the swords of enemies. Do you get what I'm saying there? Yeah, if there's a health risk, for sure. <laughs> a health and safety guy would be going to he's nut, man. Well, that must be like, like, guys, he's still going to fucking clean these swords. Like, can't wait for the Grandmaster's... Can't wait for the Grandmaster's health and safety speech. Still to come in episode seven. Like, we can't uh, wait for that. He tries everything. Like, he's just in there, he's in there day and night with maggots, just fucking mm. pouring them over the Iron Throne, hoping that they'll eat all this shit. Yeah. Fantastic. I love the maggot. He's loving the maggots, man. <laughs> but we need to talk about Damon. We mentioned him in part. We keep starting about him in these episodes, and then we're like, right, okay, we need to come and talk to him. Like, we're dancing about Damon all the time. But take a dance with, take a dance with Damon. That's what I'm calling these segments. Right? We're dancing with Damon. Dancing with Damon. Uh, it says here in this article I'm reading, Damon Targaryen is still making mischief, and I love that. Um, like, that is my favourite line. Tell you, um, it's fucking low key. <laughs> we, we hear that he's taking Dragonstone because who doesn't I'm surprised you don't fucking love him like you're the big Stannis stand that you are over there uh, <laughs> I love <a> Dragonstone to <laughs> be fair uh, I'm, I'm, I'm growing to like Damon though I can't yeah. I can't say I dislike him like I said I just questioned Matt Smith's uh, appointment at first and then continued on in the first episode it's not but I think he's still acting it well and yeah I'm on board now like I can yeah. can understand that he's not the big brute that I kind of yeah, foreseen, but to use a wrestling terminology, and hopefully there are people who like this out there. Um, Most of the listeners, we accepted that we thought he would be a Roman Reigns. He's a Seth Rollins in the end, and Seth Rollins is all those things that you said about Loki. He's mischievous. He's a schemer, like, or he's an edge. He's more of an edge, right? He's mischievous. He's a schemer, but you know also that he can actually, you know, fight and hold his own. You know what I mean? He's still a big, is, though, we, a big we, guy. We really haven't, other than the backing of what, what is a fucking huge dragon. All we've seen him do is beat, like, the majority of the common knights. Eh, not the common knights, but, like, you know, the, the knights. The, the common knights. They should be beating all the houses because he's the fucking king's house. Yeah, you made the most harshest po- football pundit, man. Man, man City come up a, a, a tight win to Aston Villa, and you're just like, it should be beating them. Play. Absolutely, this is nothing to celebrate. Roy Keane yeah. over here with exactly. Damon Targaryen. <laughs> He's so happy. What do you make of his lie, though? Because that's basically the whole thing and why like, Otto ends up going to Dragonstone. is because like um, he's taking Missaria to Dragonstone, and he says, yeah, 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 I've married her, and by the way, she's pregnant. Uh, this turns out to be a lie. Why? Why tell that lie? And obviously she confronts him after it as well. And she's like, listen, I ca-, and it's a very interesting chat. She's like, I came over like for you to protect me and to keep me safe. Mm-hmm. Um, why Like, why have you done this? I don't want to play your games. Like, never do this to me again. Like, mm-hmm. what did you think about the whole, the scheme <laughs> like of Dane? 
I guess it, um, one kind of distracts things. I, I don't think it's went well, personally, for Damon. I, I, I can't see... I'd love to be surprised because it's Game of Thrones, but I can't see how any of that situation for him went well. Mm. Like, if maybe his wife, his soon-to-be wife, was briefed beforehand and was like, hey, well, when's I, when I do it, you know, you just act normal and you just fucking chill out. But the fact that she stormed away with yeah. Renera standing there, everybody watching, it's mm. like, well, you're clearly lying about that shit. Yeah. Like, you've now made it clear that you lied to get this egg. You know, um, there's no, and was it even to get the egg again? Is the egg some decoy? You know, that I mean? important to him. There's some a lot show. of speculation that it's one of um, Daenerys's dragons, but I don't know how dragon eggs work. <laughs> you know that, <laughs> so I don't know. If that's yeah, and how long they fucking last? Like, yeah, yeah, they must have lasted long if, um, like, we're saying there were no dragons for hundreds of years before Daenerys sort of gave birth to them. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I don't know. Could be, and I like your theory. Is it is it worth doing all that for a dragon egg? But I think it's just petulance. Like, see if the argument between Damon and Missaria. See if it was like a Scottish couple. She'd be telling him to fucking grow up. Like that was basically the discussion. You know what I mean? He's done it to be noticed. He's done it because he thinks, oh, he's forgotten about me. He's just let me stay hidden Dragonstone <laughs> for fucking six months. You know what I mean? Uh, like, he's doing it to get attention. And I think we're seeing a Damon Targaryen who's, like, on the cusp of, like, okay, like, what am I actually doing here? You know what I mean? And I think we see the confrontation with Otto. And Otto just going in, and he's a bit, he's a, the pencil pusher of the bunch. You know what I mean? He's just sort of like, okay, like sign the form here, return the bit of Dragonstone back to his, and just sort of go home. But it's clear that they hate each other. And I loved, I mentioned to you, I loved the interaction he had with Kristen Cole here, where Kristen Cole was like, yeah, I knocked you off your horse. Like, David just sort of chuckles at him, like, yeah, very good. <laughs> like, enjoying enjoying the, the back and forth. But all of a sudden, we get the shot, like you were saying, Renera riding a dragon flying onto the bridge and hopping off like how good a shot was that ah excellent the clouds ruffling like was it fucking yeah no it was done it was done really well um certainly redeemed itself from some of the some of the dragon stuff in in Game of Thrones Mm, but again it's House of Dragons so I would really hope they'd fucking fine tune this but yeah excellent great scene for her to just arrive Uh, again we're getting this ballsiness from her that <clears throat> she sort of spoke about at the very start and um, this lust for, you know, being out in the battlefront and, and, you know, even, not even battlefront, negotiating. Like, I'll go out and do shit. Like, yeah. Just being very, very active and proactive. I like it. So She's a doer. She's like, a fucking doer. She's, she does things, mate. Not uh, like her I mean, dad. Like, her dad's a thinker. Her dad's like, oh, let me ponder this for a couple of days. You know what I mean? She's like, no, fuck that. (laughs) Let me do it, you know what I mean? -hmm. It's so good. She just just needs somebody like a Tyrion to kind of be a Tyrion to Daenerys, you know, and hopefully keep steady for a while. But Who's that going to be? I'm not sure we've even met them yet. I suppose we'll have the jump. Like, we'll see, there'll be... Yeah, there's got to be some new faces popping up, I would imagine. Possibly Lannister. Like, we know that there's a relationship with the houses 
down the line. Tywin was close to the Mad King at a point. You know, named his son to the Kingsguard. Like maybe, maybe it's a Lannister. Maybe it's Kristen Cole rises to that position, or maybe Rhaenys, you know, stops being so fucking bitter and just <laughs> like sort of eh, reluctantly takes on that role. I don't know, but. Veneda goes up, like you say, she's doing things and she's like, I'm right here, Uncle. If you wish to be restored to Zayr, you'll need to kill me. And Damon, this again, things that tell you about characters. Damon doesn't. And Damon wouldn't even think about it. He actually gives off the impression, he's like, Oh, how could you sort of say that? You know what I mean? Yeah, it, it was almost like, yeah. Stunned. I think, <laughs> I think, yeah, it's so hard to understand what he's what he's playing at and if it is actually going well for him because it, it, like I said it really I can't see how any of that interaction went well I don't know out if it matters though he's been confronted by the actual heir that Aye. he's been thing with like does he really care all that much like what is he what is he actually doing the thing is he has a wife that he doesn't care about and is looking to wed but mm. whether this um, sort of concubine that he's taken is even remotely matter if if she even remotely matters to him either is mm. for me still in question. I, I think it's given off the impression that he's like in love with her and she, yeah. I don't know, offers something to him uh, in the way of wit or whatever, the way of knowledge or shit. I don't know, but I don't know. I, don't, I, think, I think it's going particularly well for the two of them. So I'm really interested to see. Yeah. Where it goes. Yeah. I, I don't think he knows he's playing the game. Like here's here's an analogy for you, right? We played Game of Thrones Risk years ago. Loved that game, right? One time Nicky joined us and played. And remember he just put all his armies in like a wee small square so no one could invade him and just didn't play. Kinda kinda feels similar here. Similar vibes. He knows he's in a game. He has no real intention of playing it. He, he he probably could win if he wanted to. Doesn't know how. You know what I mean? Mm. Like he's he's the guy with a lot of chips on his table, but doesn't want to cash them in, and doesn't indecisive about how to cash them in. Yeah. At least until someone approaches him, and we'll go, get to that in a wee minute. But we have um, King Viserys in his small council, and I love this scene because he goes about the matter of who he should marry to another of his small council, and it's Lord Lionel, a character we hadn't, and I like how the expanding letting us meet some more characters as we go on, we hadn't really got to meet uh, Lord Lord Lionel yet um, mm -hmm. at this point, um, so it was cool to get to meet him, get to see some of the stuff in his point of view, but did you enjoy this scene, another wee small council scene? Uh, yeah, it was just interesting again to see, like, yeah, who sides with who, where the whether not even loyalty in this case, but you know, mm. where do they stand on these things? Because when they're at the table, it's very standoffish and mm. can only speak when spoken to. Apart from Corlys, who's clearly, clearly quite outspoken, like you've mentioned. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, uh, it's funny that I, I was actually expecting him to look for him to say sort of like elsewhere or or mm. something like that as a speed process because given that he's got these kind of sores that keep appearing yeah yeah um for me it was like well you've on two years is a long time to wait for uh lady lena and mm. do you know what i mean um i think i thought 
really he was going to offer that advice so for him to sort of side with Corliss and say right well it would be a good match and whatever that clearly outweighs the the clear grossness of it you know mm, yeah totally and so, how, how strong interest the one there are big house but they pledge fealty to house Tully and he currently is the lord of Harren Hall at this point which is kind of like being defensive against the dark arts teacher at Hogwarts not going to be a long sort of thing and he's master of laws I don't think we had a master of laws on the small council when um, Game of Thrones was on which is interesting Tyrion would have yeah. been great for that post uh, to be honest and never was um, but <laughs> we then get this scene it's King Viserys and it's Rhaenyra and they sort of have it's it's a typical making up scene but the chemistry between them is quite good here Sorry, um, sorry, Bethany was trying to phone me there and they cut that bit out. No, it's all right. I was just saying the chemistry between Viserys and Rhaenyra is quite good. It's just a wee making up scene between them. Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, it's, it, it still gives me the impression that it's it's got a long way to go before that relationship's really repaired. Um, mm. um, I think they've kind of glossed over the fact that you know that was his decision, and do you know what I mean? Because. Mm. It must be really hard for Renera to look the father in the eye of that, you know, to have just chosen yeah. to get. Obviously, in the circumstances and in today's world, maybe with the advancements and yeah, yeah advancements and stuff like that, you know, not even the advancements, even if that was still the risk to take, mm. you know, that, that that would come a time where a, a father does have that um, mm-hmm. that choice to make, and for the daughter that still lives, it, yeah. It must be horrible as well. Totally. So I think it's still got a long way to go, but yeah, certainly nice enough. Uh, there's some smiles exchanged and, you know, whatever. The one part, though, that was interesting again was mm. Renata went to sort of explain herself for yeah. the small council. Um, kind of outburst that she said, and he was like, oh, no, pay it no mind. Like, you know, like, you're okay. But then, then followed it up by saying, like, that she'll learn as if, like, she's still naive and inexperienced and she was speaking out of do you yeah. know what I mean? Whereas he could have probably given her credit for saying, you know, that it was a good idea, but like it's because you, he is so conservative about things, I think. For you sure, what I mean? that's what I mean. I, I get I get why that's how he acts, but um, mm. you know, yeah. I, I just see I like that we know how they act and whatever and we're just witnessing it, but you always you always expand to be like you know where and where does this now fit in? Like what long in the long run will she choose to yeah. be? You know, sort of I don't know, silent on these matters, or you know, will, will she, she keep? Will yeah. she continue to be? Um, you know, what's the word? What's the fucking word? Sort of impetuous, or whatever. yeah, yeah, just speaking out, speaking out. Don't don't know what to do now. Mm-hmm. We say they've made up for like all of 10 minutes because it all kicks off. The small council meeting. Viserys uh, <laughs> is just like, I'm getting a lot of thought. And he's like, I'm going to get married. As if it's a surprise because she's in the room to Alison Hightower. Um, Otto's obviously happy. Um, Renera bursts out of the room and then Lord Corliss goes back to his morning. 
Um, and just like, like if this was football manager, the morale of Ward Corliss is just lost. You need to sell him, man. He's he's gone. Yeah. He's gone. He's gone yeah. to your team. The, shame is, the thing is, he's only got like a couple of weeks in his contract as well. Aye, you know he's, I mean? he's not coming yeah. back from the new season. For fuck all. We, see, we see that in the new final scene because it's it again they play it off as if it's a surprise, but of course it was Corliss that was talking to Damon and. There's an interesting line here because Damon's uh, Carlos is sort of slagging Viserys a bit, and Damon's like, "Wait, I talk, I can talk about him that way. You can't." Aye. Um, but Carlos presents the offer. Look, if you do something in the Stepstones, like I might be able to support your claim at the front. Now, sets us up with a very interesting uh, conundrum and what's going to happen for next week. What do you think Damon's luck's going to be in the Stepstones with the crab feeder? I would like to think he would just fucking burn the ships like fairly easy. We've seen fleets being absolutely wiped out by dragons. Uh, yeah. Further down the line, again, there's more yeah. dragons here. There's uh, seems to be more control over them and shit as well. Mm. Uh, like they're better trained and stuff. So it just gives me no reason to think why the crab feeder can't be wiped out. But it would still be interesting. I'd still like to meet him. Um, they totally. don't really want to make a character of him, it's just a cool name. Well, it's it's a really, cool image, man. Like, yeah, we saw like the, the picture idea. of him. He's just, the picture of him is really cool. Like, we got a glimpse of him at the end with a mask, and it's sort of like, like the devil horn on him. And I'm looking at it right now. Um, what do we know about Damon? We know he's quite prideful, he's quite playful, likes to probably meet enemies one on one, he enjoys the tournament, enjoys jousting. I think he's going to go and fight the crab feeder, right? Like one on one, burns the ships, whatever. He want to fight the crab feeder. Looks to me like the crab feeder's got grayscale. Yeah, certainly does. So, is there a mirroring to be had here, where Damon catches grayscale from a fight with the crab feeder? Ooh. interesting. I'm just thinking, why why have him have grave, grayscale if it's not going to be? It could just be a character thing for the design, costume, whatever. Remind us that it's a thing in this world. But I don't know, putting a ticking clock in Damon as well could be something, just like his brother. I mean, certainly could be interesting. Yeah, it's a good theory. Mm, don't know. Don't know. Well, that was the end of that episode. That was it. Episode two of House of the Dragon. Episode three coming up. Um, a lot to come in the podcast. Some good interviews hopefully coming out. I don't like to announce interviews before we actually record them because then if they don't happen, it just makes us look a bit silly. You know what I mean? If something goes wrong. Um, but also, <laughs> um, I'll probably... You're behind in She-Hulk, aren't you? You've not been up uh, to date with She-Hulk. Not up to date. I might get a wee She-Hulk episodes one to four review and at some point this week when the fourth one drops uh, just to give you an update um, I think the CGI shit but overall it's pretty good so there's a good review <laughs> but until then it's goodbye for me and from Jack see you later just a heartbeat